I was getting mad at the manager for the way she was running the place. I was like, this is disgusting service. I was like, I used to work at one of the greasiest pubs in the city, the Artful Dodger, and we didn't fucking do service the way that you're doing it right now. I, sh- I shit you not. There's a table of three guys in the front. The only table in there, they're like a table that you would never see in this restaurant. The guy goes, hey, I live above the Dodger. <laughs> I was like, what are the fucking chances of that? And I go over and I was like, yeah, I mean, dude, it's a, it's a greasy pub. And he's like, oh, it totally is. I was like, you must have rats because they have tons of rats. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got rats. <laughs> Okay, it is Monday morning. It's 10, 10 a.m. It's August 17th. The year is 2020. You're listening to Underdogs. My name is Jacob Eman. Here with me is David Patrick Fleming. What's going on, David? How was your weekend? Pretty good weekend, I suppose, all things considered. Worked a bit. Yeah. You know, tried to watch some Blue Jays, but the fucking rain kept screwing me. It was like any time I was able to sit down and watch the Jays, it was like rain. Yeah, we got some we got some home rainouts for the first time in a long time. Kind of a strange feeling, and it it really came down out there. Those those uh, images from Buffalo, and like later on in the night, they kept coming back, and and uh, Jamie Campbell's like, "Well, it's uh, still coming down out there, so we go back to Yankees." Red yeah, Sox. it was like they show the rain just sort of spitting down and they throw the tarp out. And then three minutes later, it was like a monsoon that was flooding the entire dugout. And you're just like, oh, they're not playing this game. There's just no way. I couldn't believe that they didn't comment on that, that they weren't like, because they kept being like, well, uh, we'll come and we'll be resuming later. I was like, no, you're not looking They must that. just want the the viewership. They must want people to hang on just to, to not yeah. go anywhere. But then I'm like, if you feel that way, don't show that video. <laughs> don't show, don't show <laughs> yeah. the video like it looks like the world's ending at the Salem Field. <laughs> yeah. The dugout starts rising with water and you're like, is, that, is there going to be a dugout tomorrow? <laughs> Okay, well, why don't we get into it? I got a, I've got a game diary, um, and I've got, I've got a game diary and a half, you know, because I started, we watched the games yesterday, so you know the, the first one's pretty quick. It's only uh, uh, starting from the fourth, and here we go. Game diary of Blue Jays game one on uh, Sunday, resuming game in the fourth. Who knows what happened last night. Bo got hurt and isn't playing today. What's the point of life? Down one nothing. Joe Panic at shortstop and in his place, batting second. Nothing to worry about there. For some reason, it feels like we are very susceptible to whiffing on change-ups down and away outside the zone. Randall Bloop double gets to third on a passed ball, and Rowdy cashes him in on a ground ball that didn't look good. I'm hungover. I need to drink water. Making more coffee instead. Oh god, what is this shit? Rays go up 2-1 on some bogus here. Biggio missing a cutoff throw after Teoscar lazily runs and tosses it to him on the wrong side. Ball goes out of play, maybe. Under review. Error to Biggio. God, I feel awful. No position on my couch is comfortable. Teoscar is a machine right now. Scores panic with a soft double. Who knows how panic got on. It's 2-2. 
Dan Shulman talks every time Barucky is in about how his pitch is a mix between a cutter and a slider. Just call it a slutter and get it over with, Dan. Barucky juices it with one out. First time the weed dealer struggled all season. Dolise shuts it down, though. Brittany doesn't want to make me lunch. Rowdy has an amazing box scream in the eighth. Still tied. Romano gives up a dinger to Brandon Lau. Piss. Jays lose. All right, game two. Here we go. Bo out for 10 days at least. 11 games. This is devastating. Truly bad, awful shit. Shoemaker strikes outside. Pretty sure David picked him up for fantasy today. Fuck him. David's team sucks, and he is in for a rude awakening for the rest of the schedule. Lead-off double, Cavan. Kiermaier throws Gritchick ball over the fence for a home run. Two zip. David has Gritchick too, I think. Fuck him. Teoscar keeps smacking the ball. Top of four, still 2-0 Jays. Gonna take some Robax gold. Low hits everything. Yoshi Satsugo hits a three-run dinger. Buck and Dan sort of call it, saying Shoemaker is a good guy to hit for that dude coming from Japan since he throws splitters and doesn't have uh, very much heat on his fastball. His name is Yoshi. That's sweet. Shoemaker is so pissed at umpire thinking he had Yoshi on the 0-2 pitch. He probably didn't, but umpire had been calling Jays out on pitches way out of the strike zone earlier in the game. Shoe was livid, screaming, fuck, so loud. You come back from commercials and find out he got ejected, which was unfortunate for him, but at least David can't get the win from him now. Charlie gets tossed, too, and it's the tamest ejection you've ever seen in your life. Also really annoying that they have the masks on and you can't read lips well anymore. Vladdy hits a bomb. Tie game. Vladdy's back, baby. His, he's back. His swing looks sweet. Tony Alford hits a bomb in the bottom of the fourth. I wasn't paying attention because I've been pretty glued to my fantasy matchup, which is a real nail-biter. Good for Tony. Sack fly for a raise run. Was ordering pizza. Don't know more than that. Kiermaier was the runner I saw. K loads bases and gets out of it. Brittany and I can't agree on pizza, and she just said, get your own dinner, so I'm eating ranch veggie straws. Jamie Campbell isn't cool or funny. Tony K's in trouble again. Two on, nobody out. Ordered pizza myself. Cole walks out of Tiger King and comes in the game after K got Kiermaier. Cole gets DP, not double penetration. Teoscar just blew the game, so, so bad. Even Brittany was embarrassed, she was watching. She was embarrassed for him, but went on to say how cute he is and good looking. Wilmer Font is into pinch extra. Where is Bass? Where is Bass? You've gotta be kidding me. Adama's dinger, seven, five. Oh, Teoscar looks defeated already at the plate after his mistake. It seems like the Rays have like 50 relievers. This guy is seven foot tall. Where did they, where did they find these fuckers? Teoscar out, Rowdy out, Vladdy out. Jesus, that was stupid. Game over. Jays lose. Ugh. That? What a brutal uh, That Teoscar play, it just irks me so much. It's not... Even if he made the play, the way he approached the ball horrible body language just nonchalantly digging at the ball kicks it it, it just I, yeah. I don't know if it's because there's no fans there or something maybe the intensity 
isn't uh, high enough for them to to lock in and get that adrenaline or the whatever is needed in a moment like that. But it just seemed like it was the top of the first inning the way he went at that ball and not the very last inning in a in a two run game. Or yeah, yeah, kind of like like they were up by six or something, you know, that he just had this language. They all did like, we we're going to win. Finally, we're going to win. And that's how I felt too. I was like, they're going to win. It's frustrating because you want him in the lineup because his bat's so good. And if he goes as a DH, it fucks everything. Like you don't get any rowdy and you know, Vladdy's at first all the time, which I would like, but you do want rowdy to get at bats. So what, what do you do? Like, it, it's just, I know this is what I'm wondering. It's too. such a frustrating thing. They must've given him shit in the clubhouse after eh? like, I saw those guys going into the clubhouse. I, I can't remember who it was. Maybe Shaw or something. They looked livid. They looked so mad. I bet Shoemaker's in there pissed. He has to go walk into the clubhouse with with uh, uh, Charlie Montoyo, who's been watching it from the from the inside the whole game too. Somebody oh. needs to go full Shoemaker on Teoscar. Like it, it has to happen. <laughs> it has to. He needs that because. You wouldn't if he ran at the ball with really good intensity, and he and he fucked up by trying to, you know, make a play with intensity. It would yeah. have been different. So he yep. needs somebody to make him scared enough to do that. I guess because he's just getting away with shit like that all the time. How do you deal with it? Though? Well, I mean, it's hard to know. It's hard to know what kind of personality he is. It's hard to know how he yeah. reacts to things, what he cares about. Maybe he's like incredibly endearing in the clubhouse. You know, people like approach him and he really owns it. And he and he comes back and he says, you know, I'm going to be better. Don't worry. You guys can trust me. And I'm sorry to all my brothers in this room. You know, maybe. And then he just doesn't does it again. Or, you know, maybe he gets yelled at and he kind of laughs it off. My my sense yeah. is that he kind of laughs it off. That's what my guess would be if I were to uh, choose. Yeah, um, if I'm gonna choose a guess here, I'm gonna say that they rip him. He's like dead quiet. He's like a kid. He's not saying anything, and he's like he's pretty. He's gonna be pretty serious for the next two games. You know, he's gonna be like Vladdy. I uh, got to focus today and it's going to last like two or three games and then it'll just kind of fade away and go back to normal Tay Oscar after that. Speaking of uh, of like, Vladdy and kind of emotional states, when he hit his dinger, he looked like he was pissed. And I, I loved that. He kind of yeah, yeah. threw his bat and who knows what he was pissed at. I know he was hitting his first at bat, but then, you know, Shoemaker was tossed. It's a long fucking day. You probably had a long night waiting for the rain, whatever. Get mad. Get mad. Yeah, totally. I'm sure we've all heard the stat. I heard it on Blue Jays talk uh, with Mike Wilner saying that nine of the Blue Jays' 11 losses have been either tied or leading in the eighth inning. That is insane. <laughs> That's an unbelievable stat. It is. Uh, you can take a lot of good from that, but it is incredibly frustrating for the present. It's incredibly frustrating when you get good performances either with pitching or with offense, and then the games are decided on stupid mistakes. It's mistakes that don't yep. need to happen in, in the big leagues, let alone with young players. Absolutely. But I guess the, the good that you can sort of take from it is that... Uh, you know, maybe next year, in two years, if we're in this many games now, and when we start to play like like a real baseball team, playing fundamental baseball, the amount of like games that we should win, 
You know, I'm not I'm not going to be one of those guys that says, you know, we could be this, we could have this record cuz I don't I don't believe in that. But it it is promising, especially when you know, we uh, maybe don't have Tay Oscar in the outfield. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of promising things going on right now. I mean, Vladdy's looking a lot better at the plate. Grishik's approach is making him an entirely new hitter that's a lot more dynamic. Yep. Obviously, Bo was having an MVP-like season until he he got hurt. There's been some great pitching performances. There's been some great bullpen work by like Romano and even Bass and Anthony Kay and Rocky. But you know, Teoscar's not a young guy. Do you know what I mean? He's not. He's not like. He's not like uh, Bo or Vladdy. You know, he's like. He's like twenty eight years old, twenty seven years old. Yeah, they're beating themselves. Yeah, we're not losing to the other teams. We're beating ourselves, and that's what's so frustrating because that doesn't need to happen. It, it, because you get those performances, uh, offensively or pitching wise, and then you make these mistakes that don't need to happen. Yeah, and and when it. It, it's you know you can handle that one or two games, but now it feels like it's every other game. Like it's just this ongoing affair. They find new different ways to to beat themselves, to make these kinds of errors or uh, mental errors, all these types of things. You, and and you know the the question is, of course, you know you listen to Blue Jays talk, they or Blue Jays text now, whatever whatever that show is, and. Uh, you know, people are starting to wonder, is Charlie, is this something on Charlie Montoyo? Is, is he got to get this team in line? Is it, is it because we don't have enough veterans? Is someone like Travis Shaw got to be whipping these guys? I don't I, I really watched Charlie um, talk to the umpires after the shoemaker ejection. I wanted to see some heat from him. And I just saw kind of more exasperation than heat. I wanted to see him go to fucking town. I wanted to see his mask tear in half because of how hard he was yelling. Like I just want to, because I yeah. want to believe that he, he gives it to these guys behind closed doors when he needs to, but I, I don't know if he does. But are, one thing I wonder though, are we not, or are we giving the blue Jays enough credit for the kind of season that they've been put into and the situation that they find themselves in, in not really having a home kind of living this vagabond life and, in Buffalo and whatever kind of living arrangements that they have there and having all that initial uncertainty about where they were going to be. And then that four day break that they had for, um, the COVID whatever postponement. Are we, yeah. are we being, I feel like we're not being too hard on them because I feel like when I watch the games, you should be as hard as you want on some of the mistakes that I'm making. But I'm just trying to consider that. So, so what does that boil down to then? Exhaustion? They're they're too tired, so they're making it mental lack mistakes. Of focus, I guess, is because it, it seems like uh -huh. focus. Well, if if it's focus, then then to me that isn't a good argument because you know they have to know that they have to they have they're the ones that what like whatever's happening wherever they're sleeping whatever their living arrangements are as soon as they hop and skip over that that line to get onto the field you got to be in the zone everything else disappears and the other teams are there they're in the zone you know they're they're getting it done no no team is cruising right now no. like tampa bay's got a disastrous starting pitching situation that they find themselves in but they play good solid baseball yep which makes up for a lot if the yep. blue jays did that this whole season's different so 
it's here's the question are we officially out of the hunt now there was this moment on the broadcast uh i think it was buck said something like there's 42 more of these to go <laughs> and, and he said it with you know not hope but dread <laughs> like we might have to watch 42 more of these games um right are we out of the hunt i mean technically no no we're not no absolutely we're not do i feel like there's still hope that bow thing, the bow injury yeah. killed. Like, why can't we have nice things? Like, why? Why? Nine more games at least with that, that bow. That 10-day IL thing for me on a knee sprain seems like it's one of those things that stretches into a month. Knee sprain's bad, man, for your shortstop. A guy that drives that hard with his... I listened to Barker talk about that, how much kind of torque he puts on that knee in his swing. That's bad. It's a bad thing to start in your young career to get like a knee problem. Knee problems ruin guys. It's like one of those things with Bo because he's such a wild and free swinger. I don't mean wild in a bad way. Like he's just very aggressive. If if an injury causes him to monitor that, that could change the type of player that he is because he's a really special player. He puts everything he's got into every swing, it feels yeah. like. And I, I get, I honestly, when I watch him and he doesn't make contact with the ball, I do get worried. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. So I would say with that injury, I, I, I'm not ready to say they're out of the hunt. I'm just not. I'm not ready to say it yet because, look, Vladdy looks a lot better at the plate and he's a dude that, you know, could carry an offense for a week. You don't know. I mean, it could happen. They have a bunch of guys who could get streaky. Their pitching seems to be pretty solid. I just don't want to see Wilmer Font probably for a little while. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm not ready to say that they're out. Where, where are you at? Uh, yeah, I think I feel I feel like they're pretty much out at this point. But I also hear what you're saying, and I think that it is time for for Vladdy to rise and be be a champion here um but he's gonna have to do so much to make up for Bo, yeah. and to to not only just make up for Bo, but to make up for his start of the season you know he's 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 put himself in a hole and he's climbing out of it all of his stats the last whatever 10 games he's he's been great he looks a lot better and for me it doesn't have to be they're you know leading the wild card chase i just want a bit of hope i want to i want i want that excitement of there's a possibility that they can catch the last team to potentially make a playoff spot and that's i think that that is still doable but what's really going to determine that is how they react to these situations how they if they fall apart as a team if there's just horror in the clubhouse if they start hating each other that's probably going to be a problem so if they can come out of this and and react to this well and get their shit together and defensively and you know if it's a focus thing if it's not if it's fatigue i um, obviously we don't know but they gotta they gotta react to this well the problem for me is and i was thinking about this yesterday is just the the bench depth that we have like the depth that we have as as bats, yeah. you know, because you, you can bring in Espinal and take over at shortstop and maybe you're improving slightly defensively. Maybe it's equal. Maybe Espinal isn't as good as Bo at this point. But there's nobody that, like, I guess Drury 
is the is the best bat that you have coming off the off the bench right now. It's just it's terrifying. You know, you think of teams like the Dodgers when they bring off bring on Kiki Hernandez or you know, Jock Peterson isn't playing because Bellinger's playing the outfield and suddenly either Pollock or, or Jock Peterson's coming off the bench in the eighth and you're like, whoa, you guys just have these guys in your pocket? That's crazy. But let's let's give Espinal a chance. Let's because you know, we, okay. we don't know what he is yet, and maybe he gets really hot for a little while and he fills the hole nicely. I mean, there's there, there's not even probably five players in the major leagues right now, probably not even three that could fill the void of what Bo Bichette is doing right now. Like, I think yeah. Juan Soto could do it with his bat, maybe Tatis, but I can't really think of anybody else who's like, hitting to the degree that he is. No, of course no one's going to fill the void, but I just mean who isn't going to be a black hole. Yeah. Which is what it feels like we have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> yes. On that note, let's do a new segment here David, it's called Three True Outcomes. I'm going to rattle off a series of uh, scenarios, ideas, and you're going to tell me which of the three true outcomes it is for you and why. Either a home run, a strikeout, or a walk. Okay? Any questions before we get into it? No, I like this. I'm excited about this. Okay. We'll start off easy here. I want to get your opinion on seven-inning doubleheaders. That's a strikeout. Strikeout. You don't like the seven-inning doubleheader. I like doubleheaders. I just like nine-inning games. I'm a traditionalist in that way. I get why they do the seven (laughs) innings. I I get why they do the seven innings. I am very surprised. No, man. I like... I th- I just feel like it fucks with stats. It fucks with like especially now that I play fantasy. I'm I'm just like no. I need the extra innings. I need the potential for the points. Um, so I'm glad that they're getting the games in and uh, that they didn't just call the the game on uh, Saturday night after what four innings because that that is also part of this new mandate that they're rolling with. But uh, I'm gonna go with with strikeout. It was a close to a walk. The pitch was on the outside part of the black. The ump could have called it a ball, but strike three. That's a strikeout. Okay, that's a, uh, for me. It's a home run. I uh, I don't I don't care so much about the stats uh, over the course of the season, really at all. Um, I'm not, I guess, a, a traditionalist in the same way. And to me, when a, one game is between three and four hours as it is when i'm imagining eight hours in a single day that's that's way too much for me i want to reduce it by a couple yeah, i don't hours. know why these games are so fucking long this year but they're just incredibly long they I feel always like I'm are like lord of the rings every time i watch a goddamn game this year it's just because you've been away from baseball for so long i don't know man like the the total of the broken up game was like four hours that's not normal okay moving on to shift or not to shift, David? What do you think about the shift as a whole? Is it a home run, strike, or a walk? It's it's a home run uh, for me. I, to, you're allowed to do it, so do it. If it makes sense to do it, do it. I just wish that there was more of an adjustment from hitters. Like, but you are starting to see that. You see, like young players coming up, even like Vladdy. Vladdy, Vladdy hits against the shift a lot and just like pokes it through the right side. So as soon as that happens, and then you'll see more dynamics with the shifting. But the 
idea of shifting is, of course, you do it. There's this thing in baseball like, hey, don't stand there. That's like, that's where I hit it. What are you doing? It's not fair. And it's like, well, it is fair because that's where you hit it. And that's where we want our guys. Okay, I understand that. But I guess I'm more on the question of, do you think any rules should be put in place to limit the shift? No. The, it should be dictated within the game. You want someone to stop shifting? Well, make them stop shifting because you made them shift. So then now make them stop. Okay. I disagree with that as well. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I am on the side of, I guess, a more traditional side in this way where I prefer, I would prefer the to watch a game without shifts. I would rather see um, some sort of rule put in place there where you have two infielders on either side of second base limited in that way. You can still shade. You can go as far as one base, but you kind of get cut off there and you stay in your zone and we still we get hits up the middle or we don't have left-handers getting thrown out from a fourth outfielder. I mean, don't get me wrong. If it made the offense way more dynamic, obviously I'd be for that, but I, it's more... It's Don't you think it would? Well, yeah, but it's just the idea of not being allowed to do that when it doesn't quite make sense to me why you're not allowed other than it's too effective. Hey guys, that works too well. Stop it. Don't throw the ball so hard. <laughs> Trading for Clint Frazier hmm. at the trade deadline. Let's say that he costs Reese McGuire and some good young pitcher you don't know too much about yet. Maybe Eric Pardino or Danny Jansen straight up. Uh, look, I've thought about the Clint Frazier thing for a while. And now there's some stories that come out about there. There's been stories about Clint Frazier that come out about how no one on the Yankees likes him <laughs> about how he separated himself from the group and no one trusts him. And I think that that's been a, a large part in kind of him being called up and kind of fucked within their system because when he's healthy and when he's on the field, he's quite good. It seems. And you would think that in a new environment, maybe around a bunch of young players like on the Jays and where there's apparently no one in charge and it's just like Lord of the Flies, <laughs> uh, he might fit in well. So uh, Eric Pardino and Reese McGuire, home run. Danny Jansen, walk. Right, you're not sure about that one. Yeah. I think, I think if the Yankees return that call that one of those guys got to be involved, right? Like... The future of catching in the Yankees system is not Gary Sanchez. I think they got to make they got to make the Vlad switch and put him at first. I don't know, sometime this off season, maybe in the middle of this season. I think I saw that Sanchez was available in uh, the fantasy, and I was like, oh, he's such a tempting player. He's so tempting. Well, I think I think I'm 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 calling it a home run. I'm going to trade. Both, I, I make, bought, both trades are home runs. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna push for the Reese McGuire Eric Pardino one, I think, uh, more so than Danny Jansen. But uh, I, I I I'm probably gonna make that Jansen trade. I might get them I might get them to throw in a little something something because I think that Danny Jansen's more valuable than Clint Frazier. But when I say walk, I say you still make the trade. It's just more apprehension around it because a walk is still a positive thing. Yes, yes, no doubt. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think they just need to to sweeten the deal a little bit on their side. I want some some nobody that I can put in at double <laughs> to make myself feel <laughs> <Yeah>. better. 
okay, moving on. Cheat sheets. That goes uh, with outfielders, armbands for catchers. What do you think about those? That's a walk. Um, it's fine. I don't like the look of it. or th- You know what I don't like is seeing Teoscar duff that ball and then seeing him look at his wrist like, oh, was I supposed to be eight feet over? It's like, <laughs> no, you were just supposed to catch the fucking ball catch and throw the ball, it in. Bro. There's nothing on your wrist unless like it's like some hate message from the management that you're like some poem you're supposed to read about why you keep fucking up. But, uh, you know, so it it's a walk for me. I think it's it's a fine thing i don't i just don't like the look of it if it does something for the players and it helps the game it's fine i just when i see players looking at it for some reason i don't like it i don't like it at all it's a it's a big strikeout for me especially with the catcher uh you know at this point at this point i'm waiting to see a hitter have one of those on to see like what pitchers throw and what counts (laughs) take a look at that and like why not If, if if what's the difference I, I, I bring that out. The catcher for me is the only one that even makes sense to be looking at it. But I know what you mean when you see them looking at it. It's yeah, it just takes away a little bit of the the magic and the romance of baseballs. You know, it just it sort of just turns it into this algorithm, and I don't like yeah thinking about it. But as I said, why I made it a walk is just because you know it's possible that you know even before cheat sheets happen that that's what. Um, managers would come out and talk about and that that was already going on anyway with that information they were using. And so the cheat sheet is just a you know more efficient way to not have, you know, like a Montoya waddle out to the mound uh, more frequently. Well, but that's what all the signs are for, right? You know, touching, touching your hat, touching your nose, your ear, doing all that stuff to the catcher. Let's, let's, let's have to rely on that. Let's, let's, let's not let them get these cheat sheets and let everything be more efficient. Uh, it's 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 a strikeout for me. Bunting to break up a no hitter, David. <laughs> uh, is the sole purpose of the bunt just to break up the no hitter? Well, you 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 got nobody on. You're bunting for a base hit on a no hitter. It's it's a legal part of the game. You're allowed to bunt and you're allowed to try to get a hit. You're allowed to try to get a hit in any manner that you see uh, possible. Uh, it, it, would it be if I, it was a, a no hitter um, for a pitcher on the Blue Jays and somebody bunted for a base hit? Would I be screaming at the television and like <laughs> saying that's cheap and weak? Yeah, and. So what? But it's still a part of the game. I think anything that's within the rules is allowed to happen. It's when there's this like uh, unwritten code with baseball. Like I remember one time Sabathia had just come back from the IL and he had like a, a weak knee and somebody bunted and it made him come off the mound. And he was like, that's some cheap shit. You know, I got a weak knee making me run off the mound. It's like, well, you know what? <laughs> that's totally a part of the game. He's allowed to bunt, and you're going to have to field your position. So I think anything within the rules of the game is totally fair game. Like, hey, don't ruin my no-hitter. Well, is this a baseball game where two teams are trying to win, or is this about awards and trophies? You know. Well, theoretically, in the no-hitter scenario, more often than not, the team throwing the no-hitter has probably got a lead that is more than just... Uh, a guy getting on first base. Yeah, I know, but you need that rally. And no team wants to be no hit. It's not like they're honoring his no hitter. Uh, like, hey, we, we, we're pulling for you as well. 
no team wants to be on ESPN the next day being like, and they were no hit. Yeah. So, so what did you say? Is it a, is it a home run or a walk or a strikeout? It's a walk because it's, I'm not like, yeah, baby, bunt, <laughs> but it's totally fair game. I am going, yeah, baby, that's a home run. I love shit disturbing. <laughs> Anything you could do to break up that no-hitter, stand on that base, stare at that pitcher who's crying at night. Uh, I love it. I love the move. I, 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 <laughs> I, it's a home run for me if it's like right against the shift that, because then that's two things for me. It's like exposing your stupid shift and it's fucking with the no-hitter. But if it's like just a okay. if it's normal defense and he tries to bunt, that's a walk. You're confusing me, David, because you were talking. You love the shift. David Patrick no, Fleming loves I, the shift. No, no, but no. What I'm saying is, is that it's totally allowed within the game. And so if you want someone to stop shifting, do something about it, like tapping it over where nobody is. Right. Okay, moving on. Three true outcomes. Signing free agent Justin Turner this offseason to fill the hole at third base next no. year. Strike out. Not interested. Not interested. Where, where, where? Do, what are you thinking about third base next season? You, you thinking uh, Groshans is ready? I don't know anything about him, and I don't think you do either. <laughs> That's a home run. <laughs> <laughs> I, all I know about him is that uh, he's supposed to be a really good defensive player, but uh, he's supposed to be but, good. You know, I think that I think it's just because Justin Turner is not going to take like a one-year deal. And I think we're around a year away from Austin Martin being able to reconfigure our infield situation. Even though I know they're, I know they're giving him outfield reps. I know they're trying to change him into an outfielder. But I think that for me, what I would love to see is Austin Martin get in the infield, probably third base, and then to get a big free agent outfielder. I don't want them to fill their outfield hole with Austin Martin. I want a big dog in the outfield, a swinging dick, just standing out there. His dick and balls are going back and forth with his $200 million contract. The blue Jays just offered him. And he's going to be a dude who can uh, grab Teoscar by the throat with one arm and pick him up and put his Jersey on one of the hooks in the clubhouse and hang him there like a child. If he ever makes mistakes like he just made yesterday. So are you talking about, Springer, George Springer, who's <laughs> no, I am not bad this this I'm season. Not talking about George Springer. Well, I I didn't even include him on the list. I've got another outfielder coming up here, but I don't know if you've looked at the free agents available after this season, and I don't see a dude with huge balls in the outfield. Well, it could be a trade then. Like I'm fine with that too. Okay, okay. Well, I, I've got one more outfielder here to to see what you think of. His name's Jock Peterson. Also from the Dodgers. Got any interest in him filling in next season? It would be like a good consolation prize. Like if you're at the fair and you're trying to win that big ass. Like when I was a kid, I remember trying to win this big ass Ninja Turtle. And I was working at it all day. But then I didn't get it. But then I got a smaller Ninja Turtle. And it's like really wanted the big Ninja Turtle. But at least I got a Ninja Turtle. Like at least you're getting a guy that can smack dingers um it, it's something you know what i mean it is an upgrade to some degree depending on if teoscar can maintain this type of consistency with his bat yeah 
See, I, I'm I'm more interested in Justin Turner than Jock Peterson. I don't think Jock Peterson is much of an upgrade over any of the three outfielders that we have right now. Um, I would sure as shit rather have Justin Turner out there than uh, Travis Shaw, <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy we got this year. Um, Justin Turner's Justin still Turner's a fine third old, baseman. Man. He's getting old. Yes, so he what is. What kind of deal do you think he's signing? He's going to want like three Two years. years. Nah, I don't know about that. Well, I don't know either. But to me, it's a walk. I'm, 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 uh, I'm interested in Justin Turner for a little bit because, you know, whether it's Jordan Groshans or, or it's Austin Martin, we've seen what happens and how long it can take for the greatest prospect in baseball history to get a foothold in the major leagues and they don't all just hit the ground running. They make a lot of errors and mental mistakes well, and they don't necessarily you've hit. You've also seen um, another Blue Jay completely hit the ground running, not even look like he was phased ever by major league pitching and still he just happens to be injured now. Right. Okay, well, it's it's definitely some, some big questions and holes that we need to figure out next season i think um we don't even have we don't even have jordan groshans on like an alternate squad right now we don't he's not getting any at bats no development uh maybe maybe in i don't know what in september i don't know when rosters expand again if we'll be able to bring a guy like that up and yeah see what he can do but you've got to imagine that if he's got a place on the team next season that we need to start his clock or see what's going on in this September. No? I haven't heard anything about Jordan Groshans. I haven't heard that. I haven't no. heard that he's close. So I would be surprised if they called him up. But I really don't know enough about it. But isn't that a concern if he isn't close? Um, not not yet for me because like I just don't know enough about him, and I feel like right. there's other possibilities. Okay, final one here: uh, the universal DH new rule this season swinging a drive that's a home run it's a home run for me oh, too it's not even close that's like a that's like one of those home runs where the hitter hits it and the outfielders don't even move they just sort of turn and look <laughs> they don't take one step towards the ball we don't even need to say anything more about it it's got to be here to stay two two big dingers from these boys about the universal dh well we are done here for today We'll be back tomorrow. The Raptors are going at game one of their playoff series tonight against the Nets. Look for a big Raptors win. The Blue Jays are starting a series against the Orioles. The 12 and 9. 12 and 9 Orioles. How about that? Got to imagine that that can't be right and that the Blue Jays should be able to maybe win one game against them. Probably a sweep for the Orioles, though, <laughs> if, if we're being honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, have a great day.